Today, I sit down with an incredible baddie. I've had the utmost respect for this guest for years. Not only is she one heck of an athlete, but she pours her work into women in sport and is leading the way to a more inclusive culture, not just for female athletes, but for all active women and girls. Today's guest is Sarah Gross, the founder and CEO of Feisty Media. Sarah is a phenomenal go-getter with a PhD in women's history, 13 years of competing as a professional triathlete, a two-time Ironman winner, and let's just remember there, Ironman is no joke. That is 140.6 miles of racing, and Sarah has taken that title twice. Not only that, but she is a creative badass, and I am so excited to bring her on. Let's go chat with Sarah. Welcome to the Badass Reset Club, a special place where if you've lost your way, girl, we're here to help guide you back. Those club doors are opened up wide so we can discuss all things fitness, nutrition, body composition, hormones, menopause, beauty, headspace, and more. Hey there, my name's Heather. I'm a fitness expert, nutrition coach, autoimmune athlete, mom of three pretty cool kids, and married to one handsome firefighter. I started this club because after years of over-exercising, under-fueling, gaining weight, dealing with Hashimoto's disease, and experiencing hormones gone crazy, I knew there had to be a better way. So come on in, badass. Let's hit that reset together. All right, so here we go. And I am kind of fangirling today because I have such a baddie on the podcast today. Today, we are bringing in, as you heard, Sarah Gross. And Sarah is a phenom. She's done so many things if you've heard. But today, we're going to dive into really the aspect of entrepreneurship, of her bringing to life this company, this media company that is so amazingly successful. And I love it because of the education that you guys give. But I also love the community and what it's done for women. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Heather. I love that. Thank you for the amazing intro. I mean, I feel like and now I need to live up to all the all the uh, hype that you've created. You will. You will. You will. I know. I, before we hit record, I told Sarah that she's like a super baller, and <laughs> um, and she, I think I think maybe that should go on your bio because bio. I did read I did read in there um, that you have the superpowers of bootstrapping and getting the best out of people. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. What a good superpower to have. But yeah, being a baller is right up there underneath your name. And so what I really want to talk about is like, you've come from this background of, you know, PhD in women's history, and then got this triathlon history, which as a, a triathlete myself, to, to even fathom getting to Kona, yet alone winning Ironman championships, like, come on, Sarah. And then like your involvement as um, presenter, writer, producer for the women's sports network, like, oh my gosh, you're living a Heather dream. 
And I have to tell you too, before we start talking about entrepreneurship, I was going to start a podcast with my bestie and it was going to be the super average triathlete, just so you know. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and sometimes the super average triathlete has the best wisdom, right? To you know what really goes on in the trenches. Or maybe the best stories. <laughs> we're out there, we're out there longer. We have better stories. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about like you've brought this background of these incredible feats as a woman, as a person, let's say. Um, and then you're you started six years ago this feisty media company was the vision of feisty what it is today yes and no <laughs> is actually the answer to that question um so actually this is you're, you're starting on a really good point here right and i think this would be something i would suggest for anyone who has goals or anyone who's an entrepreneur mm-hmm. that like yes absolutely feisty is exactly what i wanted it to be in terms of our overall mission and goals Right. So that has never shifted. From the beginning, I said I wanted to create an empowering culture for women in sport. That Mm -hmm. was my goal. Mm -hmm. Right. Which that which seems crazy, right? Like how do you even how do you shift culture? How do you change culture? Um, and how do you make a culture that's more empowering? Um, but really the answer to that for me was through media, and that's why I started with podcasting and and other types of media. Um, but as you could tell, like the answer to that question can come in a multitude of ways, right? Like, so for example, when I first started, I didn't really necessarily think, okay, we're going to educate women in online courses, right? Or I didn't necessarily think we're going to help, we're going to help women navigate menopause. You know, these are not things I was thinking in 2017, right? Mm -hmm. What I was thinking is like, how do we change the culture? How do we take this big kind of really messy, very hard to understand and define goal and make it into something practical, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that was just about starting where we are. Um, we started with one podcast called Iron Women and then another one called If We Were Riding in the triathlon space. And that's because I was a triathlete. I had contacts in that space to have a small amount of sponsorship as we got rolling. Um, and I also knew people who could be really good hosts and things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was just, a, that was the drop, like a drip in a huge bucket of like how we changed the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Was it was it you and someone else, or was this you? It in was the very me. beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely me in the beginning. Um, I did work on a project with um, someone else who helped. We built Dr. Stacy Sims brand mm-hmm. kind of for two and a half years, and mm-hmm. that through that, that was a project that I did with another person. So, like, we partnered on that, and of course, we partnered with Stacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big learning for us. Um, but, and now I have, now I'm so, oh my gosh, <laughs> I love working with other people. So it's just been so great to be able to continuously build the team, you know, sure. so now, yeah. you know, I've got, um, we're getting close to seven people full-time plus a handful of contractors. So, and I love having all of those people around to like bounce ideas off or who have, of course, have different expertise. That's, uh-huh. that's exactly what I need. So yeah. So technically just me to start, but definitely not just me. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I can say just from experience of, of launching something on your own, there's so much to learn mm-hmm. and you put yourself out there and you make incredible connections with people. And, and that is how you learn and you learn really what you like, what you want more of. Yeah. And then sometimes it's a surprise of like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I like that part of it, but yeah. um, I, 
I think that when, as an outsider, you know, looking at what you guys put out, it looks like a massive team. It looks like you have a huge team because there's incredible content. Uh And it's also like a a party of, you know, within the education, like you guys are, you're not afraid of having fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's part of my ethos, right? Like there has to be fun. Yeah. I remember even we did one time we were having a staff meeting, like an all teams meeting, and we were going around saying what we value, you know, what we value about the team. And and one of the things I said was like, like joy and fun is very important Mm -hmm. to me. And everybody was like, yeah. Yeah, we can see that. Like that's how that's one of the, the central guiding themes of our team, which I hope to be able to keep, you know, forever. Um, it radiates right. for sure. I've seen you guys at Kona. Um, you know, as I was there spectating and cheering on people, I've seen I've seen the party. Amazing. <laughs> and I've always been like, I want, I want in on that party. That's so fun. Yeah. And I also like, I would say it also as like a counterpoint to the party you know it it also can get very um uncomfortable right at certain times so that same team that has like embraced the party and that it's it's not necessarily like that all the time you know and it's not um the darkness isn't necessarily what you think it's going to be right like Mm. the challenges aren't necessarily like because somebody says something shitty about your company online or because you're losing money or because you know anything that you might think but Mm -hmm. actually sometimes because there's um it's the the hardship almost of not knowing is okay. what makes it the most difficult i think so sometimes when we're trying to that's this is the bootstrapping thing right like you're trying to make the best decisions all the time uh-huh. that are both going to stick with where you're headed as a company but also make money also stick with your vision um mm-hmm. and sometimes you just don't know and people are very uncomfortable when you don't know something mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So me as a leader, when I don't know what the best decision is or when the next layer is down, when they don't know what to do and I can't necessarily help them. So I think that there's a level at which in order to have that kind of party side, you also have to have a group of people who are very comfortable not knowing or being in the unknown or being unsure exactly what they're going to be working on the next okay. week. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's it's difficult that, for a lot of people. Yes. Yes. That flexibility isn't hardwired in everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you saying that reminds me just of social media. Like Mm -hmm. when you say it's not always a party, right? Mm -hmm. We're we're seeing (laughs) such good stuff. Good, 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 good. good. We're not not seeing the behind the scenes, but you know, that is within every organization, within everything that that is happening. Has there been a, a challenge that made you question whether this is something you wanted to continue? Has there been anything like that to that depth? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure. For okay. sure. So okay. um I could say, what can I say, like a year, a couple, maybe a year and a half ago now. It's December. Yeah, about a year and a half ago. Um, I had a business partner decide that she was leaving and took like a huge amount of assets okay. with her. Okay. And I had to decide whether I was going to um take legal action against that person. That's tough. um and that's rough when you're like working so closely with someone mm-hmm. and you have a contract that says that they can't do what they've just done, mm-hmm. but they're willing to break the contract and they're willing to to do that just on the hopes that you're not going to pursue legal, something legal. And so I had to go through that entire process of, first of all, processing like what that was and why that person might be doing it, to have empathy for her to understand why she might do something like that, but then mm-hmm. also to um, also to decide 
what we were going to do. Am I going to spend energy on like pursuing legal action or am I going to spend energy on building the business? And ultimately I just decided we were going to focus on building the business, but it doesn't feel good, you know? And it's one of those things where you think, what did I do wrong? Like, what did I, what did I not communicate? How were we not valuable? How is Spicy not valuable enough as a partner Mm -hmm. Um, in this situation? Like why figuring out why someone would do that is it's, it's a process for sure. I imagine so. Yeah. And, and does it at this point in time is as painful as that process was, is it now something that's made you a little more resilient? Yes, for sure. For sure. I definitely would. Um, looking back, I, I think I learned a lot of things. So I think that there are things that I would see coming very quickly that I could head off that I didn't really realize back then that, you know, now I would say, okay, some of the things that were being said and discussed at the time, like, oh, I probably could have, should have seen that coming. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's really brilliant to hear though, because I think that that's a, um, you know, it comes in all forms for, for everybody in business. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a good reminder too. It's a good reminder to take those hits as learning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and it didn't, it didn't wreck you and you're stronger and, and you're still producing such incredible stuff that flip that. So, you know, on the head of the, the biggest nightmare that you've guys possibly have faced, what, like, what are some of the podium, podium (laughs) you know, the podium moments for feisty, like what, what stuck out as like, damn, we did that. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's, a couple for a couple from this year, excuse me, at least maybe, maybe three, maybe I'd pull out three from this year. Ooh, top three. Yeah. All the two <laughs> are like pretty similar, but okay. The, the first one is when we, like, we decided we were going to, we decided we were going to start to build an online course platform, right? Not just, not just like we're doing one online course and see how it goes. No, we're like, we're doing a whole platform. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, and so we built the first course starting in January and we launched it in April and it was called, it's called Fueled. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a nutrition course for active women. And it essentially teaches you the tools that you need to decide on your fueling program or your diet plan um, instead of this approach of like so many problematic diet programs that are like prescriptive, like mm-hmm. someone who doesn't even know you is telling you what to eat. And it's, typically wrong you know it's mm-hmm. typically like fast or intermittent fasting or low carbs or whatever else you know but they don't even know your activity level or anything else so this mm-hmm. was kind of designed to help women make their own decisions and understand the science about their bodies um and so but it was like a bumpy road creating this because we just thought oh we'll make an online course it'll be fine <laughs> but actually it's pretty hard to make an online course it certainly um, is <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, and so when we launched the day, I remember the day that we launched it, it was kind of a make or break because it was like our audience is they're either going to buy horses from us or they're not. And we're going to find out on this day, whether we've set the stage of whether we have trust of the people who are in our audience mm-hmm. to say, yes, I want to be educated by these people. And I, we thought that we had that, but you don't know until you know, Right. So the day that with the course launched, um, that was when we knew, like, okay, people, like we've provided enough value through the podcast and through the other things that we're doing 
that we have developed that trust and they do people do realize that we're going to bring in the best experts that we've vetted people we've vetted the brands we're working with and so we sold you know we hit our actually we hit more than our goals of sales and we had to shut down the sale because I didn't want too many people in that first cohort of the course I didn't want to have like a customer service challenge on the other side where we couldn't uh-huh. deal with them so after a couple of days, I was like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's stop and make sure we can serve these people. So that was a big win. Um, Brilliant. That is yeah. so smart. And, and I, I remember this because uh, being a feisty ambassador this year, learning about mm. all of that happening, did, did another one launch or are you waiting to do that? Yeah. So yeah. that was sort of number two, which I'll try to be more, <laughs> more, um, also, I try to shorten. You my do you, Sarah. <laughs> but yeah, then when the second course was called Strong, and it was all about strength training. Again, designed the same way so that people can understand exactly what strength training is doing for them, mm-hmm. how to um, how to fuel around their, you know, around the program, how to um, mitigate injury and that kind of thing. So we had it was a whole course that wasn't just a plan, like it wasn't just a structured strength training plan. Yeah. Uh, and that launch went better than the first one. So we were like, okay, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. And now we have our second cohort of strong that's happening right now. And we're watching people. We created more of a community around this second launch of that course. And mm-hmm. that we've really learned that's the way to go. Like create a community that are working through the materials together Agreed. and then everybody's winning together. Um, so yeah, so that was the second, that's our second big I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking of a podium here. So that's why I picked. I love it. And then the third one, if you're a triathlete, um, you'll appreciate this. But at the Ironman World Championship this year in Kona, we had the opportunity to do a pretty big campaign, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so for the first time ever, women had the entire stage in Kona. There were no men racing because the mm-hmm. men had raced in Nice um, a couple, a few weeks before. And so we had, um, we had a bunch of really great partners on already. And then Ironman, we partnered with Ironman on some education events. So for me, having some education events and also some content surrounding those education events. And Uh for me as someone who had been, I've been to Kona for 20 years, right? And in the expo at the Ironman World Championships, it's typically like the same people who are being interviewed on the stage and they're doing these like either live podcast recordings or back in the day, it was just interviews. Mm-hmm. Typically, Iron Man's pretty good about including women, but typically there's more men than women on stage talking about the same things. Rinse and repeat every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're going to get, we're going to be able to be on that expo stage and we're going to talk about periods. And we're going to talk about perimenopause and we're going to talk about like, what to do if you have your period and you need to change your tampon on race day or Mm -hmm. whatever, like some of those things are that we're, that we're previously kind of missing in the conversation. Um, We are going to have this opportunity to fill in these blanks. And that was a massive moment for us as a business too, because we've been covering the Ironman world championship for, this was our sixth year. And so to have that partnership with Ironman, work with them, try to get that conversation around, um, women's performance and um, women's participation in mm-hmm. triathlon kind of more to the forefront. That was amazing. I loved the panel. I watched the panel. Mm-hmm. One of my Betty sisters, Jen Temperley was on there and oh, nice. um, it was, it was so awesome. And the topics that I heard on that panel, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. 
And I'm just going to say, like, let's throw this out there. It's really only women that listen to this anyway. And we don't care if guys are listening. They need to know this. But I do remember racing um, in Whistler once for Mm -hmm. Ironman, you know, 70.3. And I remember coming back and having someone ask me, like, hey, you raced really well, but why were your transition so slow? (laughs) Which made me, A, you know, say things in my head. And B... (laughs) I was like, well, if you really want to know, let's break this down. I was hemorrhaging (laughs) Mm -hmm. and needed to take care of that. Like, Mm -hmm. do you want me to go further? (laughs) (laughs) And so I think like those conversations are, they're they're a must. Mm -hmm. We've got, we've got to be able to talk about how do you handle racing? And I just, I love that everything has come to light in the racing world, in the competitive world where we can, we're talk about these things and even outside of the competitive world, like just in the strength training world, mm-hmm. you know, like I had a client this morning I worked with who is, is just about to start a period. And I was like, okay, so we're changing the plan. Mm. Like, I love that we can bring these things to light. And so it's, it's feisty that's done this too, to make this more mainstream. So kudos to you guys. Yeah. Those are great podium moments and um, creating online content in <laughs> courses I've done it for the last few years. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. And it's just me doing it. So it's rough. So yeah. well done. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. It's a it's a lot of work. And then mm-hmm. you know, taking the customer service side is also a lot of work. So but you're doing but we, it smart. We learned it. We've learned it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still learning. Will you share with us too um about what what is coming on the on the brink of 2024? Cause Feisty's got some cool stuff coming. So what's yeah. up next? Yeah. So the big, big project right now is our menopause course mm-hmm. and it's called navigate menopause. Um, and essentially Celine Yeager, who hosts hit play, not pause, which is our biggest podcast, our menopause podcast. And it's very popular. And so Celine's kind of our guide through when we're bringing in the experts sort of like we do with the podcast but we're bringing them in for a specific specific topics mm-hmm. um and guiding folks through like how to essentially how to navigate perimenopause like that time of life that starts typically somewhere in your 40s mm-hmm. and can be really challenging for people on all kinds of levels um and especially if you're an active person the information just isn't out there so we've essentially made this course that's like a kind of like a guidebook that everyone's going to work through together to create their own plan based on the symptoms that they're having. Um, And I think it's going to be really, really cool. I've seen, you know, I think I've seen four, the bulk of four out of nine of the modules. Um, Okay. I've seen them already and I can just tell this is going to be just a great course and a great community to be part of. So that's a thing that we're most excited about. And so needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that launches mid-January. Um, so right now it's like, we're in the thick of the work, um, with it. And we just had to actually, we just had a call today about how we're going to work with the cohorts in that course, like how much, yeah. And how we're providing the most value for the people who, who want to like work with other people through the materials, you know, and want Mm -hmm. to have that kind of support or how we're going to deal with all the questions that people are going to have, et cetera. So we're just figuring out that right now. So that's the big one. Okay. Um, and we are, we're also doing a, um, what is it called? The feisty business accelerator, uh, which, which is like, 
near and dear to my heart because I love working with other entrepreneurs and um, even just sharing my story and helping people um, in any way that I can from everything I've learned over the last six years. So uh, that's essentially what we're doing. Um, It's in Charlotte, North Carolina on January 4th and 5th, and it's right ahead of the USA Triathlon. Um, Their conference, which is called Endurance Exchange. Mm -hmm. So basically the CEO of USA Triathlon was like, you know, there's a lot of women in this category of like, they run their own coaching companies or they have a race, their race directors, they own races on the side that they really want to make those kinds of things, their full-time gig. And so we're really trying to support those people and help them understand some of like the, even the practical skills that you need to be able to build a social media following, build a website, um, mm-hmm. trust your own instincts, uh, network with the right people. So all of these kinds of things that like every entrepreneur, especially at the beginning needs to know. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about there. So I'm excited. That is so cool. So mm-hmm. cool. Is that filled up already? No, not yet. We have, we want a small group. But yeah. I think we're capping at 50 and I think we're at 30 something. We're in the low 30s. So there's still okay. space. Fantastic. Um, I know that there's so many female entrepreneurs in this realm. So mm-hmm. many. And so um, this will come out soon enough. So I'll be sure to um, put that into show notes where people can get that information and hopefully where they'll be able to register for the menopause course and everything else that you guys offer. Um, You also have the women's performance podcast Mm -hmm. and that is a plethora of really great stuff. It's a mix of, you know, education and entertainment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, it's lighthearted and it's great, which I love. So there's so many places for people to find this information. I am on a mission to help women age like a badass. That's it's part of what, I live for. So it's all the things that you guys are are teaching as well. And so I would love to share these references and materials and courses with the people I work with and the people I speak to. So I'll make sure to put all that good information in. What else do we want to know about Feisty that we haven't talked about? Direction oh. that you're going in, anything that you want to share or that you wish I would have asked you? So yeah, one more thing to really to know is that like in 2023, we committed pretty hard to the women's sports, like to covering women's sports more and better and talking about it more. And that's our main feisty Instagram, which is feisty underscore media. We sort mm-hmm. of dedicated to like covering women's sports, um, which is slightly different to talking about hormones and some of the other things that we were doing. Um, and so we we have a newsletter that's called The Feist. Um, and it's written by Kelly O'Mara for anyone. If you were a listener, to, if you're a listener, if we were writing, um, mm-hmm. she's kind of floated in and out of the feisty world quite a lot. She's an excellent, excellent writer. And from the time we launched, we got so many emails. I love this newsletter. Thank you for doing this. So it's kind of everything that you want to know about women's sports, but it also covers the sports that we love too. like it covers endurance sports which is often missing with the focus being so much on ball sports and sports coverage in general so so you know you're not going to miss out on ironman coverage you're not going to miss out on um cycling coverage or marathon running or any of that but you're also going to have the information in there about like the stars of the of basketball 
and soccer, um, and then also the performance side, right? So if there's new research around how our hormones affect our performance, you're going to find it in that newsletter too. So it's a bit of everything for everybody, um, but it's all the things I think we want we want to know as women who are still uh-huh. active. So uh-huh. we're assuming, and we've it's proven to be right so far, that is what people want to know. So that's at thefeistnews.com. And you okay. can just sign up for the newsletter um, and it comes out every Tuesday morning. Ooh, it's weekly. It's weekly. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a big, it was one of those things where I could, I can see that everything in women's sports is changing, right? Like there's more money putting into being put into it. There's more media coverage. It's changing rapidly. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I really like, I, we really want to be part of this. We have this great writer in Kelly, like, let's just start a women's sports newsletter and see where it goes. Um, and we've got close to 17,000 people on that email list and we have really great open rates and we hear from people every week. So yeah, it's, it proved to be a good move. Yeah. That is, that it's a success. So Mm -hmm. cool too. And it's about time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's not that there are other outlets just covering women's sports, but I think there's lots of space for lots of variety and how things are covered and lots of different storytelling and, you know, lots of different angles. So I'm super excited to be part of that moving forward too. Yeah. Congrats on that. Love it all. Okay. My last question for you, (laughs) Sarah, what makes you feel like a badass? Oh, okay. I'm going to say to that, what I'm going to say, lifting heavy shit. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Right. Like, so (laughs) because I was a triathlete for so long, I was like 42 years old and I wandered into a CrossFit gym (laughs) and yeah. And I don't think I'm really, I had done strength training before, of course, as part of my triathlon career, but I didn't really realize how empowering strength training is mm-hmm. and how empowering it is to know you weigh around a barbell um, and what, you know, and yeah. And just kind of the joy that comes from that of the physical, the feeling of being physically strong. So that's been a big part of my journey the last, because that's kind of been alongside, like I'm 47 now. So that that whole journey into strength training has kind of run parallel to my like entrepreneurial journey with Feisty. And it's been so empowering. I love that so much, Mm. so much. I wish every woman felt what that feels like. Me too. The other thing, the other great thing about strength training, if anyone's thinking about it or thinking about committing like a little bit harder to it is that you're not exhausted the way you are with endurance training, right? Exactly. Which was kind of precisely what I needed in a moment where I need to focus on my business, right? Doing endurance training, you just you're just more tired all the time, right? Now that right. I'm in my forties, my late forties, I'm like, oh, I'd be, if I was doing three hour bike rides every weekend, that would be a lot more tiring than doing good lifting sessions. So I still so right. Yeah. Like, and I still do endurance exercise and I still do like cardio, quote unquote, <laughs> but like not to the extent. Um, well, part of it, that, that's not going to leave you. That's in your blood, you know? That's true. And it's that's therapy. So and it's like, it, it's, it's just, we know that dopamine response we get from a long run, but yeah. you're completely hundred percent right on how it taxes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it's Plus, just not quite the same. Exactly. It's nice to have something that makes you feel immediately just like stronger, more connected with your body to, uh-huh. to get on with your day. So, oh, I love that. Yes. And, and aren't you like truly inspired by what we're seeing in social media of these 80 and 90 year old women who are lifting and some of them are lifting heavy shit and they're, and it's, it's so inspiring to mm-hmm. like, it, you're never too old. 
And you're also never too young. Like I look at my daughter's 24 and I look at like, if I were a 24 year old, knowing what I know now, oh my gosh, would it be so different? Yeah. No, exactly. You know? I'm I'm always heartened by again in the CrossFit gym, like seeing some of the young people who are still like in their late teens who actually have learned how to do a clean and jerk yeah. as a, as a teenager. You yeah. know, where like I learned when I was forty two. <laughs> like that's you know, I, I love seeing that, and I love seeing them get super strong like into their twenties yeah. too. Totally, totally. Um, well, we'll yeah. just keep inspiring you know women from from every nook and cranny of the world at every age to mm-hmm. do all the things and, and feel badass. Exactly. I'm so glad that you came on today. This was like a real treat and it will be for my listeners too, because you are just such a baller. And I, I encourage you to keep going like full throttle because it's, it's so important that we know all these things and that we have this community. That was another thing I wanted to say, you know, with your courses and stuff like, yes, your the community is really important. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all yeah. so connected. Definitely. Well, thank you yeah. too. Heather, thank you for having such great energy. I, I love it. Oh. <laughs> you make talking really easy. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I It's the comms major in me. all right thank you so much for joining us today sarah you guys can find all of the information about everything feisty everything that they put out in the show notes and we'll catch you next week on the badass reset club well there you have it one step closer to feeling strong confident and inspired to take care of you again and you know what's even more badass sharing this with a gal pal that might need a little fist pump in her life. If you got some inspo from this episode, I'd be honored if you took a screenshot for your social and tagged me at coach Heather Yancey so I can send you a personal thank you. And please know that if you could take a minute to rate and review the show, it helps get this podcast to more people. And that's super badass. And finally, if you haven't joined the Badass Reset Club on Facebook, what are you waiting for? I'll see you over there and go get them.